Hey, you are now listening to the Graceway Podcast. Let's talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk. My name is John Baxter. I'm the executive pastor here and get to hang out with Pastor Tim. And uh, excited to tell you that good things are happening with this podcast. A lot more people are watching and we're expanding the platform. So we're on any platform that you might be listening to. So make sure you give us a like, a subscribe, and let's talk. <laughs> Special Tim, I'm excited because today uh, we did communion, yeah. um, Lord's Table, which I always enjoy. Yeah. But for me, I, I had to miss it the last couple times. Oh, really? Because, okay. yeah, just, you know, it, it's Sunday morning, it's yeah. busy. Yeah. And, and it was really exciting to me today. It was also kind of sad for me in a way That's because good. I saw a ton of people and I didn't know them. Yeah. So like, there's, there's so many new people coming here. Yeah. And, I, I didn't know probably the majority of the people that walked by me. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm, I'm also excited too because I, I was just in Growth Track. Okay. Came over here from Growth Track and I'm seeing so many new people in there. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And I'm loving that. And you probably see it from the stage. I'm, I mean, you can I see do. more people than I can. I do. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I think, the COVID effect pretty much everywhere. Everyone that I'm talking to is saying the same thing. So the vast majority of churches are still, you know, maybe 40 to 65, 70% back. We're, we're, in that 62 to 65, 66 range, but a lot of turnover. I mean, there was a lot of topics that people opted in or out on, and uh, whether it be political, racial, um, medical, yep. and uh, you know, it, I'm, it's bittersweet for you and I. You and I have talked about this a lot. Just very grateful for the the people that are coming, the people that. God's using this church in their lives. They're new too. Um, there's kind of a romance about that. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, whenever you go through a season like we went through, and you lose, you know, you don't really lose relationships, but you lose proximity. Uh, sometimes for reasons that you're not exactly sure. Well, um, and I just mentioned that today too. Like, yeah. hey, we need to remind each other. Yeah. We used to be friends. We used to be. Yeah, we used to be friends. We used to like each other. We used to trust each other. And, uh, yeah, you know, somewhere in there we're all still still the same. Uh, some things have changed for some of us. But, you know, we're just in a season. We need, we need extra patience, extra grace yeah. with one another. And we need more proximity. So that's the hard thing, right? Like, normally it's, yeah, I'll give you grace from a distance. That's not what we need right now. I need grace up close. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Wednesday nights that we're doing are going to yeah. hopefully promote more of that. I hope so. Get yeah. us in there together. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I thought about as, as I was listening to you today is uh, when you got into your, your first point, you were talking about the great commandment. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, that's a, like we really hammer that hard and growth track. Like God's called us yeah. to to live out the great commandment. Right. And uh, and I was thinking about that. I was like, you know what? I, I had to connect that to the new people that we're seeing here because... I see Graceway living out a new commandment. I think we're a really loving church, a really, yeah. really just a big group of, of people that are accepting and loving and caring. And, and I think we are living that out, which yeah. speaks to all the new faces that I'm, that I'm yeah. seeing. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's a blessing, man. We, we have a lot of people that are very excited to be here. We're very excited they're here. And we, we worked very hard. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a weird season, right? We worked very hard to stay as firmly in the middle as we could, whatever that means. Right. You know, I did, we spent a lot of days not even sure, God, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to say? What do you want us, want us to not say? But we were always trying to have as big of a circle for people to step in mm -hmm. as we could be. Uh, 
without um, compromising scripture or conscience. And uh, it was amazing how controversial that was in this season, <laughs> right? But yeah, the idea of I'm just trying to do for you what I wish I would want someone to do for me yep. um, was it was a pretty big directive for us in the season, and and hopefully we'll continue to be and um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, I'm encouraged. I see people from all walks of life. I see people from uh, generationally. We're yeah. different. You yeah. see ethnicities and nationalities yeah. and so many families that. Uh, that it's just so different. Uh, yeah. I'm so thankful I met a lady in growth track. She, she moved here from Cincinnati. Okay. And she's like, Kansas City is very different. Yeah, it is. It and is. then she got to Graceway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, this is like nothing I've ever seen. She's like, I walk around, she's like, people, she's like, there's people speaking Spanish. She's yeah. like, I think, I don't know, is that Italian or French? I was yeah. like, yeah, you probably heard some of that. And she was like, and there's all different colors. And, yeah. and she was an older African-American lady from Cincinnati. Okay. And so okay. she was telling me about how Cincinnati works. And then she's like, Graceway is, she's yeah. like, just a whole different thing. She's like, Kansas City was a big adjustment for me, but coming here to Graceway, she's like, but I love it. She's like, I really think this is what heaven's going to look like. Yeah. And just excited to be at a church and talked about how loving and accepting the church was. Yeah, so. Cincinnati's kind of notorious for their their divides mm -hmm. uh, in lots of ways, east, west, black, white, uh, you know, up, down on the economic line. But yeah, uh, so Kansas City would be different and Graceway would be different. <laughs> I talked to a guy in Guest Central. He, he came in and was smiling and I was like, hey man, you know, what, what's happening? And he was like, my first time. And I said, your first time to Graceway? And he goes, my first time to church. Oh, wow. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, or for at least 20 years. And I said, today was your first time in church in 20 years. And he said, yeah. He goes, I was really surprised. And I said, what were you surprised about? And he goes, I really liked it. <laughs> and I said, you were expecting to not like it. And he was like, yeah, I was. So that's a blessing, right? Yeah. Whenever um, whenever God sees fit to to let the church be attractive, it's a good thing. Yeah. 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 And I love where you were taking us today, too. And this is... You know, I'm sitting there listening to your sermon, and I was in the nine o'clock service, and it's something that you and I talk about a lot: is a like lot. fixing the family tree, yeah, and not just like my family tree, your, but like the church family tree, yeah. the the nation family. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, there's so many trees that yes. we don't. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That we don't talk about. And two, I, I would tie this. This is another thought that I had: is sitting there listening to you talk about the great commandment and thinking about our church and how loving it is. Um, and really how good they are to us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to, because for those of you who don't know, Pastor Tim and I spent a lot of time talking about the church, talking about how we can serve this church, but yeah. then also talking about not necessarily how bad we are, but, <laughs> but we're not the, I'm not the best dad. I'm not the best father. Mm. I'm not the best pastor or leader. And mm. we just feel blessed to be at a place like this, you know, it's yeah. such a privilege and honor. Yeah. I wouldn't, you know, you're one of the best men that I know. Stop so it. yeah, well, <laughs> I, uh, you are, and uh, and I can speak for Graceway, for you. You're you're an incredible leader. You're you're a very 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 good man, husband, dad. You're not perfect. You're working on it, and we get to serve an incredible church, and they take very good care of us. And we say all the time. I mean, I told you when I came here, this was it for me as far as I knew. Yep. Uh, you you weren't exactly in that spot, right? But uh, your rhetoric has been uh, not that you're getting ready to, you know. <laughs> Um, but your rhetoric has been, it, um, if I'm if I'm ever going to lead at a church, it's, it's going to be here. Absolutely. And uh, and so I think that for both of us, there's kind of a surreal, privileged, gratitude around. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just 
I love I love all churches. This is the I'm ruined at this point. <laughs> I agree. You know? So Me that's, too. that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the nice words. I'd say the same about you too. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> we're deflecting. <laughs> for those of you who can't see us, we're hugging right now. Yeah, it's a, not that's really. Right. Not yeah. really. <laughs> So I think about our church and how gracious and kind they are to us. That obviously new people are coming here, and then you're going to talk about fixing the family tree. Yeah. I think about, man, a guy to walk into church for the first time and hear that. Yeah. And then have you talk to him about, you need to write your own story. Yeah. What? Can you break that down? Because that was like a, a blip in your, yeah. in your sermon, but I'd love to hear more about that. Well, I just think that I think... Um, lots of narratives around us. I think with the with the advent of social media in particular, lots of narratives spoken about lots of different narratives, right? So there's narratives about narratives. There's narratives that are spoken over us. There are narratives that we, vows that we make. Mm. Um, all kinds of, you know, even though we are in a technological world, we're still very verbal, even though the mediums are pretty connected. And, and I think COVID was really, really destructive. Words that were spoken between and over mm -hmm. lots yeah. of things. And I think it's true in churches. Um, and I think it's true in people's lives that um, we feel the influence and the impact of other people's perspectives, uh, promises, narratives on our lives. And you have to get to a place where God's voice becomes the loudest. It's not the only, um, but it has to be the loudest. It has to be the one that you're seeking. It has to be the one by which other narratives and voices are judged against. And uh, and I think just in, in my own life with traumas that I've experienced and experiences that I've had, um, sometimes sometimes you lose that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and just trying to remind people, God God is the master author of our lives. He's not only the author of our faith, he's the author of our purpose and our paths and our gifting and our call. And so you want to be in regular, um, regular conversation with him uh, and letting him write, you know, per the, the particular bullet points and outline of your life. Because um, um, other people are trying to. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, I think about the uh, story you shared was funny about the driving with your mom versus driving with yeah, your dad. Right, <laughs> right, right. And your dad, I mean, really has a, a great word there, you know, yeah. to, be able to apply yeah. now. Um, <laughs> like, you know, you're going to end up where you're looking at yeah. going. Yeah. And and then I was thinking about whenever you and I were driving on Monday, yeah. we were talking about one of the, you know, we don't hide that you and I both have counselors and therapists yeah. that, that, you know, we're doing our own work, yeah. trying to yeah. trying to be better. And I couldn't remember, you shared with me, one of your counselors, it was like three Ps about, like, do you have power over that or... Uh, and I just thought, man, that's probably, this is probably a great space to share some of that. Because I think some people are trying to think through the how. Yeah. Know, there's things that I want to control that that I can't control. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, you know, a, you would know this, but for anybody who's listening, all of my um, personality tests and all of that kind of thing, I'm very future-oriented, leadership-oriented, and responsibility-oriented mm -hmm. and competitive. <clears throat> Um, and so one of my counselors would say I'm a pro prolific, um, over-responsible person. He, he talks mm -hmm. about the responsibility goes past the banks of where it should in my okay. mind and heart. And so we were kind of talking through some different scenarios in which I was kind of unwittingly over-owning mm -hmm. other people's stories. And it was, you know, pretty profoundly affecting mine. Yeah. And he said in Scripture there's three words that always go together, uh, responsibility authority and power. And so when God 
says you're responsible. He gives you the authority to fulfill the responsibility, and then he gives you the power to live in the authority to mm -hmm. fulfill the responsibility. And he said, you know, work it back the other way. If, if, um, if you're feeling responsible for something, you need to ask, do I have the authority to, or the power to affect change? Do I have the authority to say, this is how we need to do it, mm -hmm. and, it and it needs to be adhered to? Or do I have the power to affect change? Do I have any ability to bring influence or even control to it? And in the absence of authority and power, responsibility has to be brought into question. And he said, you know, whenever, whenever we take responsibility and try to exert authority or power that, that hasn't been given, resentment comes pretty quickly because people feel like you're overextending into their circle, to use your words. Um, and so he was talking about, you know, when, when I'm living in our language, when I'm in my sweet spot of responsibility and gifting and calling, authority and power come with. And when I get overextended, power gets lost. I'm, I'm operating in the flesh. And so you want to stay in your circle because that's where the, God is only going to give you the power and authority to do what he's actually made you responsible over. And, and I think that this, you know, applies you don't have any you don't have any ability to go back into your past and say now dad or now mom or now church guy right. or now yeah. whatever um, you have no power and you wouldn't have authority even if you did mm -hmm. and so but we take responsibility for things that maybe aren't ours and these narratives get created and really you know I thought a lot about kind of this generational sin to the third and fourth generation that feels really obtrusive and long right yep. but that is how even even when we're trying to get healthy, you can see it when we're not trying to get healthy. But even when I'm trying to get healthy, you can still see that over responsibility creep really deeply into, because over responsible parents raise over responsible kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, it, back to the uh, God write my story in my circle, make me clear on my responsibilities, the authority I do have, and the power that you give me for those, but I don't want to live for long outside of that. So what are some I don't symptoms that someone might experience if they're living outside of let's just say those those boundaries or you know if they're if they get outside the banks, yeah. What what are they going to experience and that might be a trigger for them to pay attention of, oh, I might I might be overstepping here. Yeah, I think I think it depends on your personality. Okay. Um I think that you things like anger, anxiety, fatigue um, loss of sleep, obsessing, you know, I can't stop thinking about this. Mm. Uh, um, you know, I, I think those would all be, you, we, we, we all know when I'm not operating at a premium in the physical and in the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's wise for people, but I, but it's typically, I would say, look at the fruit of the spirit and whatever the opposite of that is. Mm, that's good. You know, picture that as the fruit of the flesh. And if yeah. you find yourself up, manifesting those fruits think I'm probably outside of where I need to be right now. That's good. Yeah. yeah thank you for sharing that. So I'm just kind of moving through your, your sermon sure. mentally here as we go through like the second point was about um, obedience. Yeah. And that was, whew. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those times where I'm like, I'm glad it's him and not me. <laughs> but, but for what you said, like, sure. why do I have to sugarcoat yeah. being obedient to God? Yeah, right. When he right. tells us flat out, be right. Obedient. I found myself sitting there in this dichotomy of of mental sorts because I think about the military. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like 
obedience, you know, if I walk in and I call a room to attention and there's a hundred people, yeah, I can pick you out real quick. Yeah, that's right. If, if you're that's not right. being obedient. That's right. Yeah. And then there's also things that are going to go with that. They're going to get you into compliance. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, and then I think about if I walk into a room of, of a thousand, I call an entire wing to attention. Yeah. There could be 10 people not being obedient yeah. and, and you kind of get lost in it. Yeah, you made me right. think about church. Like here we are, Graceway is made up of thousands of people that yeah. come and go. Right. And we can get in and out of obedience. Yeah. And who's there to call us yeah. on that or to help us, right? Yeah. You know, because to, to point out, if, I, if you come to me and say, hey, man, what about this and this? Right. You're doing it out of love to help me, not for because sure. you're trying to keep me under your thumb or, for sure. or do anything else. For sure. And I think about in, in church, especially over two years of lockdown. Yeah. You have to have a relationship to do that. You have to. That's I just right. thought through all the things that, yeah, that we might be seeing yeah. that, that could be coming from a lack of obedience. Yeah, and it just seems really difficult to me. Is what it seems like. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think um, you know. You, again, you and I have talked a lot about trying to get back into relational proximity to one another. We've talked a lot in staff about mm -hmm. the effect of trust on our staff culture and behavior and, and all of those issues. And really, I. Uh, you know, you're talking about you're talking about circumstance and accountability and all this. I was just trying to make the case for um, obedience is not controversial and it's not punitive either. Mm -hmm. This is a good God calling us to good things based on information He has that we don't always have. Yeah. So God calls us to obedience, yes, because it brings Him pleasure um, for sure. But that's not it, right? That's right. kind of where yes. it makes God happy if you obey. Okay, but it's also, it protects you. It's pragmatic, it just works. I mean, you and I have spent lots of times with people, not Christians, still doing Christian things and it works for them, or Christians not doing Christian things and confused why it's not going well. Yep. Um, God's way just works, it, it does. And, uh, and, and so, you know, when I think, and then it plants, right? Obedience plants seeds. And so for me, as a, as a dad, and still reasonably young dad, you know, you're a, well, you have a, a wide scale, right? Uh, so you have teenagers and little guys, and I've got a couple teenagers and a, and a little guy. And so I still feel like a young dad. I still feel like I'm, I'm learning. But there are times that I just have to make a decision that I'm never going to really reap the benefit from. Mm -hmm. It's a for the next generation. That's right. Um, I need to teach you to obey. I need to teach you about authority. I need you to, t to teach you about right and wrong. And yeah, you're gonna struggle with all of those things while you're under my roof. Um, that's what being a teenager is. Yep. This isn't really for that. This is for when you leave. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to fill out what God's made you to be, I need these things to be in your ecosystem. Yep. And, and we're gonna wrestle around these things and all the benefits of obedience until you leave and then I'm gonna entrust you to God. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, a lot of times we, I was just thinking about, you know, you feel like my kid is not getting it. And, uh, and there are times yeah. that they're not. Right. Yep. But sometimes, yeah, that's what parenting is. You mm -hmm. keep planting. And the next generation gets it. That's why you get to enjoy your grandkids, mm. you know. Mm, that's um, good. Yeah. And the same thing in church, you know, like you, you and I talked a lot about our response to COVID and politics and race. And, and we talked a lot about once this is done. Who are we going to be? Mm -hmm. Once this is done and you and I are in a box, who's our church going to be? Right. We talk about that all the time. And, uh, and trying to make decisions 
with, I really think, a biblical perspective. The Bible talks more about, way more about generations than it does about you and I. Yep. And, and I think in church world, when a leader leads at the individual level, they miss a lot of peripheral vision that's really, really necessary. And, and we do it in our own lives too. So uh, it is difficult, but we, we have to demystify it a little bit. And that's what I was trying to do with the obedience thing. Yeah, I think you did it well. And I'm, I'm thinking about the, some of these new folks, like someone who just came back yeah. to church and they might say, hey, I, was, I grew up in church and my yeah. parents taught me all these things. And then I took a 90 degree turn. Yeah. Um, what would you say to people that might be hearing this right now and, they're, and they look, they're looking back and they're saying, I've been living in continual disobedience. Yeah. What, what do I do with that? What do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. You put God first today. You know? And what does that look like? I think it's different for, for a lot of people. But so I had, I had a guy come up to me afterward and said essentially that, and uh, I was pretty emotional about it and I don't know what to do. And uh, yeah, I said, you know, give me some of the areas that you feel like you're stuck. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gave me two. And I said, if you're going to put for God first, and I picked one, in X area, what would you do? And he immediately knew. I said, then go do it. Mm -hmm. And I think, that, <laughs> I think that most of the time, um, if we're completely honest, now, now sometimes we just need somebody to do that. Like, just run me through the equation. Yep. Um, but lots of times, we know. Um, I didn't have to dig at all with him. Yeah. He just needed somebody to ask him and then just stand quietly until he answered. Uh, I, I think that um, putting God first, is, I don't know, you tell me what it means. Uh, you ask him and then yeah. you tell me what it yeah. means. That's the question. And, uh, but I, it's not my question to answer. You know, it's your question to answer. And I think that God's faithful and God's spirit is faithful to say, this is what it is. You know that. We've talked about it. Okay, go do it. And uh, next week when I see you, I'm going to ask you, did you go do it? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and so putting God first isn't this esoteric conceptual thing. It's, did you ask God what you should do? No. Okay, we'll ask him. Okay, I did. What did he say? Blank. Go do it. I, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know how to, you know. It, and then you, you, it spreads out, right? What, yeah. what do you say in your marriage? What do you say in your finance? What do you say with your parenting? What do you say with your future? What's he say about your past? Uh, what's he say about work? What's he say about calling? And that's the journey. Yep. Simple. And, yeah. Not easy, but simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's why, you know, we harp all the time on he uh, here. God's talking. That's right. Yes, he is. God wants to answer you, uh, but he wants you to ask. Mm -hmm. So put him first, make the time, ask him, do what he says. Yeah. yeah. It'd be better for it. It'd be better. It works. <laughs> Every yeah. single time. Every single I can't time. think of a single time that yeah. I haven't done what God has said to do and it's gone badly for me. Well, there's times that I did and it felt like it was going badly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I don't want to live in the economy. Yeah, though. yeah. Hey God, I did this, so I should then receive That's right. That's blank. Right. That's you know, right. but yeah, yeah, sometimes it's a it's a long term investment. It's a long term <laughs> investment, but I have never had a time with the benefit of hindsight that I thought that was dumb for you to ask, ask me to do that. Never. Yeah. Um, I've had times that he has led me through valleys and in hindsight, I know that he was with me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's true of most people who have walked with God for any length of time. I haven't always liked where he led me, No. but he always led me mm -hmm. and he's always been good. And the times I thought he wasn't, I was wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to, to part three. Okay. Which is don't forget. Yeah. Which I love that. It was, again, simple. Yeah. Not always easy. Right. 
and thinking through what God would do sometimes, like the his people cross through a river on dry land yeah, and yeah. get to the other side and he tells them, put stones up. Yeah. Okay, remember this thing. Right, right. And then what he said about tassels. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you do as a person or maybe as a family to like, here's how we do something to remember that? Yeah, I mean, I I do a lot of things that are, are in that vein. You know, I, I have a couple small groups. I, I'm on multiple reading plans. I have friends that I, I talk to multiple times a week. Um, I have responses with my money, you know, tithing, mm -hmm. uh, is, is an act of remembrance that God provided for me. Um, yeah, I, 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 I was thinking through that. I have lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of things. I go to counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have things as families, as things as simple as we pray before dinner, we pray before bed. You know, we're all reading. Uh, Isaiah is not quite yet, but the uh, the rest of us are in Bible reading plans. Um, nothing, you know, overly ceremonial. But I don't think that it has to be. Sure. Um, I think that I, I think that uh, you know, you and I talk a lot about kind of systems and processes for being healthy and growing. Mm -hmm. And I think that those systems for being healthy and growing are also systems of remembrance. Yep. Yes. Kind of keep you down. close, uh, keep you close and keep you growing. And I think when I forget, I stop growing. When I stop growing, I'm not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of this trifecta. Uh, I, I wouldn't have had the language until this growing, healthy, remembering. Um, but I think it's all the same systems. And, you know, you and I both are, are pretty systemic around lots of things. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think too about some of the, I don't know, symbols, I guess, that people have that, uh, that I've seen even this morning, um, tattoos, yeah, wedding rings, yeah, um, different piercings that represented something. Yeah. Uh, even like I see the necklace you're wearing yeah. And, yeah. and know where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, there's so many things that we have that we can use Yeah, that, that maybe we don't and we're missing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the necklace and, you know, I have a ring that has a story a friend's story behind it mm -hmm. and obviously my wedding ring and you know i have several tattoos all of them you know you know i'm i was an, an art guy and all that kind of thing but all of them have really deep stories behind them um and i you know i if you walk into my office i have things on every wall that look like decorations and they are not right um they're they're compasses yep. and uh Things that look like they have things as small as pictures of my family to the paintings I have on the wall mm -hmm. to the sayings that I have, you know. And, uh, yeah, I I know how, having been a pastor uh, for the length of time I have, I know how easy it is to wander and to drift. Mm -hmm. uh, I've watched people do it. I've felt it. Um, in some instances, I've done it. And uh, I, w I don't want to say there's a fear of it, but there's a sobriety around it yeah, and there's an intentionality I would say, intentionality. that we have about yeah making sure we remember just like if i walk into your house i see things or you walk into my house yeah. that i won't say they look out of place but you can tell like yeah that's not john's style right right yeah that must yeah. mean something it means and, something yeah and so i think yeah. there's there's a lot of intentionality and that's what i'm hearing through this yeah. whole sermon yes yeah. we can be intentional that's right we can be intentional to obey yeah. and not forget and continue to put God first. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's good.
It's good. Anything else you want to share that maybe you held back in the sermon that this is a I, I didn't hold back, okay. um, but I do. The thing that I did at the end um, of what I hope I get to say to my kids before I, I stand before Jesus, you know, that there's a, there's a whole system of considering your death, considering your fragility and the finality of life and those kind of things that I, I would really encourage people to, to do. Um, you know enough about me to know that I gave a very small portion of a, of a long running narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and those things are really instructive in my life. And I think, I think back to this, you have Moses who's about to, about to die. We don't know exactly how he died. The Bible just says he did. But essentially, God killed him, right? Yep. He's about to stand before God, and he's saying these commemorative things with his own mortality in view. And the, the clarity, the simplicity, um, the redemptiveness of them is still available to us, right? Mm-hmm. One day, you and I are going to be in a box. Yep. Hopefully not tomorrow. Um, but if it is tomorrow, what what's the story that my kids are going to say? Mm-hmm. And is it the story that I want them to say? And in God's grace, I have the ability to be intentional about telling them a story that they won't always like, that I won't always be able to keep up my end of the bargain. Right. But I would, I would just say, not only think bigger than yourself, think generationally, but think bigger than today. Think about the span of your life. Mm-hmm. And the fact that one day, you didn't control when you were born. You don't really get to control when you die, but you get to control how you live. And connect those things. And say the things you need to say. And teach the things you need to teach. And let go of the things you need to let go of. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, and, and let God write a story, but let your your family see it. Yes. In such a way that it, it creates a legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Fully agree with that. Cool. So. <laughs> well, thanks for this. I always yeah, enjoy me too. being here. Hate when Dr. Jeff's not here, but yeah, yeah. I also like when he's not here because we need to do this together. <laughs> That's right. So That's right. That's right. I know he's doing good work. Yeah, and, he is. Uh, look forward to getting him back. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. For all of you listening, hey, give us a like, subscribe. We're on all the platforms, and we'll look forward to next week. Thanks for tuning into the Graceway Experience. Hope we can talk again sometime.